Hello, nerds. Welcome to Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. And we're uh, back to... F- and, and here's Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And we're finally back to talk about Fear Street Part 2, 1970-something. 78. 78. Last time we took a bit of a detour so we could talk about uh, Suicide Squad just because it was, it was new, it's flashy, it was fun. But we do have to do a little bit of chit-chatting about uh, Fear Street Part 2 because uh, it is part of a pretty darn good trilogy of... Uh, Horror, and I was I would honestly classify more as like horror or uh, horror homage movies than anything else. But before that, I think it's time to talk about a couple things we've heard about this week. Do you want to go first? So this week I did learn that um, one of my childhood go-to movies is uh, going to start filming soon. Um, Real quick, just want to say my parents should never have let me watch this. Um, I don't know why they did. I... Uh, I... You showed me the trailer for it just the other day, and I don't understand why it was made. Yeah, that's also (laughs) a valid question or a thought. Um, So when I was little, we had this VHS of two movies. that We had two VHS movies um, that I watched... A, a lot more often than like a seven-year-old probably should kind of weird seven? i was very young i was i was somewhere <sighs> somewhere in the younger like seven to twelve it has to be somewhere in there because i remember it very little um so i would watch the old like 19 oh god 19 probably 70 something movie Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. And also the 19, I, I, maybe 78, I don't know. It was it's very old, maybe in the, the 80s, I don't know. Um, but Toxic Avenger, but specifically Toxic Avenger 2, where they go to Tokyo. Um, so it, Toxic Avenger, I have learned, is going to start filming soon. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it is, he's like a superhero anti-hero sort of guy i say anti-hero, like he probably. he does his best to be you know helpful and like do good in the world but he's real ugly he's like <laughs> you know he he fell into a vat of toxic waste <laughs> and it became real deformed and crazy looking and his main weapon is a mop which like as a child First off, he's terrifying to look at. Uh, so I don't understand why I enjoyed it so much. Maybe it was because, like, it was so strange. And it was the weirdest VHS we had <laughs> besides Beastmaster. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I learned through Elijah Wood, my old friend. Not really. That'd be cool, though. Um, but I, I did learn uh, through him that... Uh, he will be filming Toxic Avenger soon, and, uh, that's wild, and I'm excited for it. If you don't know what it is, you should look it up. Yeah, uh, it, uh, is definitely something that I I think people should know about in a, wow, that was a thing that was made by someone? Exactly, yeah. Like, people should, should have that knowledge in their brain. Uh, that being said... Uh, I can't, I don't even understand how they're gonna remake it in in this uh, in this new world we live in because the the general idea of uh, toxic man mutated out of uh, radioactive radioactive waste or whatever the hell uh, turning into superhuman and cleaning up crime with his literal mop weapon um, yeah is uh. I mean, it's pretty funny, but also very... It's very niche. Um, (laughs) What I have found, though, Elijah Wood loves horror movies. He loves (laughs) horror movies, but specifically kind of of bad, kind of dorky, cheesy um, movies. So, um, what is it? Spectre? Spectre? I I can't think of it right now, so... um, 
I mean, you, you would, you'd have to do some research, um, because I'm forgetting right now. Purple stuff. But he, Elijah Wood, has his own company, um, that makes movies, and, uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking he's going to be making this movie, and it's not going to be, you know, a big blockbuster that's shows up in all the movie theaters you'll have to keep an eye out for it but i feel like he's made so much from the uh you know lord of the rings movies that he's never really had to work again he just he's, chooses to he's um made a lot of movies with nicholas cage um oh, that's amazing. Co- what is it color out of space or space out of yeah, 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 yeah. That, uh, oh, God. You know, I have a headache right now, so that's what I'm... <laughs> I'm excusing myself for being really slow right now. Yeah, um, it's like an unknown color or whatever the hell. Yeah, it's a really weird, uh, trippy space horror movie with Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, it was produced by Elijah Wood. Makes and sense. And so, yeah, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to Toxic Avenger. Um, you should also look up what Beastmaster is. As a child, I really vibed with that because I really badly wanted to talk to animals and have animal companions. And uh, I think that's what got me uh, hooked yeah. on that one. I mean, honestly, I can tell you what Beastmaster is. It's Tarzan mixed with He-Man uh, with, with a little sprinkling of Conan with a barbarian in there. Uh, yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Uh, a lot of things. I don't understand why my parents let me watch. And then didn't let me watch, like, I don't know, Cow and Chicken or, like, uh, Simpsons. But yet they let me watch this deformed man bone this scantily clad woman. Uh, the, the the scenes in the trailer, <laughs> in, in the trailer alone, seem like I should have gotten, like, a M- uh, 17 rating. It was wild. You know, honestly... While I'm thinking about it right now, I feel like maybe my parents have never watched Toxic Avenger, and they don't really know what it is. They just thought it was a weird movie about some superhero, which is possible. It's very possible that it was just given to them, or like they just had it and didn't know what it was about. True. But... Oh, yeah. Still. Anyway. um, That's enough about the Toxic Avenger. That's enough about Toxic Avenger. Uh, it's just some other news that I heard this week. Uh, one, there's going to be a season four of Stranger Things, which doesn't mean that people didn't already know that. I just only heard about it this week. <laughs> and that's the point of this section. <laughs> that's the point of this segment. But something else that I heard this week that uh, I think is kind of cool. Uh, Ethereum, the not Bitcoin Bitcoin, uh, has decided to move away from the uh traditional method to which the blockchain is expanded to uh create a new less electric uh requiring ener- less energy <laughs> wow i'm bad with words that are basic and common uh a less energy consuming uh form of tracking the the blockchain to allow for uh still digital currencies that can be used for blah 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 while uh, without you know ruining the earth in the process yeah so that's great that's great and green great and green as it should be hmm. uh that being said technology is muting a point at which uh and there's not enough energy to you know power it so we need to get better at that but who cares because yeah. we need technology to survive nowadays because that's the world we live in <laughs> Hey there, technology. Thanks for listening. Yes. Um, <laughs> there was one more thing that I... Oh, okay. So, um, this doesn't have, like, a what I learned this week sort of thing. Um, but it is, like, a... I guess something I found mm-hmm. this week. Um, so, I found... Sorry, I had to get the hair off of my phone. <laughs> um, so I found a few really good artists on a Spotify. Um, I would recommend if you are into pop music or anything that sounds kind of uh, mystical, I guess. Anything that sounds like, uh, I don't know... You're going to war. It's medieval times, but there's also magic. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're if you're for some reason in a in a mysterious dark forest, but there's pop music yeah, like, that's generated from the trees themselves. That's yeah, what it sounds like. like. 
Dark Academia meets magic. And uh, it is very nice. Um, you should listen to Calandra, which is K-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. Calandra, they're a Nordic band. Um, which, of course. Um, and I think we did a great job of describing their music. <laughs> honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, they're really good. Um, go check them out. It's really uh, yeah. cool. All right. So that's enough of uh, some fun things we've heard about or, you know, wanted to share with everybody. Let's get down to business. Yeah. So, Fear Street, part two, 1969. That would be great. But it's... <laughs> It's not. They're not getting murdered. This is not a panic at the disco. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Yes. That, this, I th- right off the bat, this is my favorite of the three. Because I just like the setting. I like the... Because this one being set in the 70s, late 70s, almost 80s, it has a 80s slasher style to it. It's kids or teens in the woods at a campground mm-hmm. uh be being teens and being honestly quite shit-tastically awful yeah in a lot of cases and the uh the main murderer is very like you know jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's very uh <laughs> friday the 13th yes he uh, doesn't lumber or walk like uh, the big og does he sprints yeah which is more terrifying, it's in my opinion. So awful, because like, like part of me, but like, gets the like the the feeling in my heart when I when you see Jason Voorhees, he's like, you have a chance to maybe run away. Are we getting the right man? I don't think we are. I think Jason is from Halloween. No, or no, that's Mike. Michael Myers. So I think we are getting the right guy. Okay, okay. Those Jason two, because Jason is from. Yes, okay. Jason X is the space one, which everybody should go watch. <laughs> and Jason, um, that's the same character from the... Okay, we are talking about the right guy. Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers are the same person. Let's be honest. <laughs> they are basically the same murderer um, that just kind of came out. They're, they are variants of the same man. <laughs> <laughs> the variants? <laughs> they are variants. Um, same same man, different universe. Um, but he's very cool. Um it is, a, it is a very fun one. I See, it's hard for me to choose between the second one and the third one. Because I do dig the third one because it's very uh, period-based. And I love me a good period drama yeah. so much. However, number two is really good, uh, 1978. Uh, it has um, Sadie Sink in it, who is from Stranger Things. Um, I don't know if anybody, you know, is familiar with, like, Emily Rudd, uh, Ryan Simpkins. Uh, those are the three main uh, ladies in the in the story this time around. Um, Sadie plays Ziggy. Um, Emily Rudd plays Cindy. They are sisters who go to this camp. Camp Nightwing, which, uh, if we pause for a second and think, that's a fun name. And also, why isn't he gay? Uh, that's a good <laughs> question. Oh, yeah. Fuck uh, it. Backtrack. Things I learned this week. Uh, Robin's by. Yeah. Yeah. Officially, a one of the Robins, uh, my least favorite, incidentally, uh, Tim Drake. Uh, in the comics, has officially been uh, shown as being by. Well, we're gonna have to cut this part out. Here's some spicy music for y'all as Ollie tries to. It won't go away. Get hold of his mother. No. Fine. Well, never mind. Ah. Uh, yeah. So when you told me, I like came out of the shower or something, and you were like, "Oh, guess what? You know, one of the Robins is gay." And you told me who it was, and I immediately. Immediately was like, I'm surprised <laughs> Nightwing's not gay. <laughs> yeah, no, they, the as far as I understand from the more enlightened uh, fan base, because there are also horrible people who are fans of the of, oh, of, of course, every fandom, of course. But uh, the more enlightened of us, 100% all have the headcanon of uh, Dick Grayson Nightwing just being the bisexual disaster that we all know and love. We'll see what. Uh, 
Nightwing. He, Dick. Well, there you go. He's gay. Um, but he. A- <laughs> <laughs> His name is Dick. He's a gymnast, right? He is. He's a. He's a. No, 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 no. He is a trapeze artist. Oh my god. He, so yeah, it's he, a. It, it, exactly what i said he is a trapeze artist who used to be part of a carnival a traveling carnival mm-hmm. called haley's yeah carnival yeah uh his parents died yes i know that uh so but he has a very shapely butt i have also heard uh he does um, have and a very he, butt. he does at one point have a thing with barbara yes he he and uh batgirl get it on he also gets it on with uh starfire uh and a bundle of other characters that so I don't have a he list. He really gets around and like maybe they were thinking, you know, he's a he's a ladies man. He can't be gay. But on the other hand, they could have gone, you know, hey, he's just a people's man. He's he's the people's man, <laughs> you know? Like they could have just been like, hey, he's, he's a man of the people. He's a man. Yeah, he he helps everybody out if you, uh, you, you know catch my drift. Um, uh, but they didn't, and that's really weird. Yeah. But hey, either way, g- good for Tim. Good for little Timmy. Good for little Timmy. <laughs> little, little Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> little Timmy Drake. <laughs> he, he, he's the bottom. <laughs> Come on, you can't tell me little Timmy is not a bottom. The only Robin at the top is Red Hood. <laughs> we're being quite and that's a, that's a, he has to fight for it. That's the foreplay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, back back to Back to Camp Nightwing. Camp Nightwing. <laughs> so the the major the the plot of this one is the main characters from number one meet the survivor from this particular movie. She is a uh, long-lasting survivor and has uh, clearly been horribly traumatized by the event as she has a very specific daily routine to keep herself safe yes. from the horrendous murderers and supernatural yes. bullshit. Uh, <clears throat> but when these kids show up, everything is you know clearly going to go, <laughs> go sh- sideways real quick. Yes. And uh, before the things do... She sits down with them and tells them this long-ass story oh, yeah. about, about the time that she was almost murdered slash was murdered a little bit. Yes. Um, to recap a little bit, because um, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, weeks. So in number one, you know, these kids... There goes Ali's phone. Uh, these kids accidentally uh, unearth this curse or like this this sort of spell that has been put on the town and they start getting chased by these undead serial killers who have been possessed by this witch supposedly in the town of Shadyside. Um, turns out they only want to kill uh, Sam, I believe is her name. Yes. The main character's love interest uh, girlfriend, uh, ex-girlfriend at the time. Um, so they go through all these shenanigans trying to, you know, save her. And they find out she, her heart has to stop. She has to die for the undead serial killers uh, who are possessed by the witch uh, to disappear and go away. So they do that. Um, they end up being able to do that with, you know, obviously some casualties, people dying. And uh, they think it's all over. But then Sam is written into the stone as the next serial killer and becomes possessed by the witch. So the main character and her brother call up the only known survivor, excuse me, of one of these large mass murdering sprees in their town. And um, this is what leads us into the second movie. Mm-hmm. And from there, the I would say the next... 79% of the movie is inside of this flashback yes. as we learn about uh, the experiences at Camp Nightwing, which uh, can be summed up in a uh, quirky girl from the poor side of town gets bullied horrendously by a bunch of other campers, and then they have a uh, pseudo-gang war that they pretend is a normal thing to do every year. Yes, I mean, you're they're at summer camp, right? It's the whole... It's the whole uh, good side of good town, poor town. Yeah, they call uh, it you know, color. rich kids, poor kids. Mm-hmm. It's called. Fight. It's a game called Color Wars, and they try to uh, capture each other. It's 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 a game, but also uh, everyone is way too serious about it and kind of awful. Yeah, because they are children who hate each other. <laughs> of course, uh, and it's you know, it's a seventies, eighties uh, horror flick. So there's 
a couple titties or some fucking. There's oh you know, yeah, there's there's more than a couple of uh, bazongas. <laughs> bazongas, uh, and it, it's it really has a, a classic feel to it. Oh yeah, it feels like you're watching an '80s flick. Mm-hmm. They just have better cameras, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the the rest of the movie, play, the rest of the of the flashback plays out as uh, this leading lady goes through her time there, and eventually all shit, all the shit hits the fan, and the serial killers on the loose, killing all these kids, which, <laughs> like genuinely children yes. were murdered. Which um, I at first I wasn't sure if they were gonna do that, if they were going to actually show the killing of this 12-year-old or if they were going to be like, okay, well, all the, you know, all the kids happen to be in their cabins and it's just the the camp counselors who are, like, getting murdered off and whatever. Nope. (laughs) Not even a little bit. The first, the second murder is the cutest, (laughs) chonkiest, like, 13-year-old boy who's just doing his best trying to impress these girls and win the color wars deadzo super deadzo and the funny and the thing is they they uh they get pretty graphic in this one with some of the murders yes which i think is is on point for 80s oh yeah they're they're very gruesome gruesome. uh but they don't show the hack and slash of any of the children only the counselors and up yeah Uh, they see sometimes you'll see like a little bit of the aftermath, but yeah, nothing like, like straight on in the in the picture. Yeah, you see like some blood splatter, some shadows, maybe like here's a little mm-hmm. little severed limb from yeah. a little child, but you don't see the child getting hacked up, um, which is probably for the best. Yeah, I would say so. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, they they go all in, and that's it's great. Uh, and <clears throat> while her while this main character story is going on, she's dealing with this serial killer on the loose and trying to save all the kids she can. Her sister's going on her own adventure, trying to unravel this mysterious magical mystery that she was roped into as one of her friends uh, becomes the murderer. Uh, her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. In particular. In- yes. Yeah. Um, so her, they find this uh, journal in the, nurse's, the camp nurse's office, and it has all this information about the witch in it and how the witches, uh, like, the, where the camp is used to be the pioneer town. Like, the first town that ever existed as a part of Shadyside, uh, Sunnyvale, you know, the, the birth of those two towns. And in that campground, somewhere around it, there is the home of the, the supposed witch and uh, the... Sister, the more uptight one, Cindy, <laughs> she wants to, you know, get out of Shadyside. So she acts much more like someone from Sunnyvale. Um, very proper, very posh or whatever. Um, her old friend steals it and is like, okay, if you want it back, you have to follow us. And so they go on this little adventure into the woods and uh, boyfriend gets possessed. Yeah. Unfortunately, this sweet boy gets possessed. And it's, it's really sad because you know what's going to happen. You know he's going to be the the murderer, but, like, you really don't want him to, Mm -hmm. but it's going to happen. Yeah, because he's a great counselor. He's a fun boyfriend. He's a good guy. And then, oops, all murder. All murder? (laughs) (laughs) He puts the potato sack on and gets at it, man. Yeah, and, again, uh, we see later, and even especially more in uh, number three, we see some of the older murderers, but... This kid, despite not being the most physically intimidating, is the most terrifying. Because, again, he's a motherfucking sprinter. He picks up an axe and goes all in. And somehow when he puts on, when he has the whole serial killer uniform on, he does look a little bit wider. Like, he does look a little bit more intimidating. Maybe it's the potato sack stuck on his head and the giant (laughs) axe. I don't know. But... I think it's the fact that you don't see his childish face anymore. So it's like, oh, nope, that's that's just a... That's just a a man. (laughs) That's not a 17-year-old boy possessed and unfortunately lost his soul. That is a man. (laughs) (laughs) With the big axe trying to chop me. Uh, But, uh... Yes, he, he he really falls into that role very quickly. Yes, he does. And uh, the this is the, the this is the movie. It's just him serial killing and everyone trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have spoiler warned for some of that, but who gives a shit? Here's a quick spoiler warning for the ends of this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of this movie, because <laughs> I feel like that's the part everyone cares about is the ending. Yeah. Uh, everyone dies. 
literally everyone. There's a small bus of people who are like hiding, who get out early on. But, but they're uh, Sunny Veilers. They're Sunny Veilers. Which Douchebags. in number three we find out uh, that little that <laughs> little tidbit. We find out why Sunny Vale is so rich and happy. Yeah, that comes back. Uh, but other people are not so lucky as uh, this serial killer comes hacking and slashing. But near the end, just like in all of the movies, he's not the only one as uh, our leading lady. And I believe her sister at some point uh, do bleed on the witch's bones. Uh, yes. Uh, specifically her hand. They find the hand. The hand that is missing in number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems as though maybe uh, plot-wise we're getting closer and closer to uh, finally putting the witch to rest in its in her entirety. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> but it ends with uh, the two leading ladies in this particular uh, feature <sighs> having a confrontation with all of the murderers in a field next to a tree yeah where they were trying to put the witch to rest at that point with just the hand but it that, didn't... yeah that was supposed to be the hanging tree where she was buried yeah unfortunately that did not uh, end well for them because the body as we know from watching number one isn't actually there it is instead next to the giant rock somewhere yes uh she was uh not to spoil number three but she was, once she was, the witch was um, murdered, hanged, um, her her close friends, who, you know, obviously were like, God, we feel so bad. We loved her so much. Um, buried her somewhere else, mm-hmm. somewhere better, somewhere that she... Wasn't uh, hung from. <laughs> yes, somewhere she wasn't hung from and somewhere that meant a lot to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unfortunately for these two main girls, uh, wasn't able to do nothing for her, for them. They get chopped to death so bad. Like, yes. okay, not chopped. That, One that, of them gets chopped to death pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, the sister, Cindy Berman, she really gets just repeatedly, uh, stabbed and just really railed on in the chest with a knife. Yeah, and uh, the old... No, is, is that the older sister or the younger That's sister? That's the oldest. Right. No, she gets she doesn't get stabbed in the chest with a knife. That's the younger sister. The older sister gets... Uh, I don't is think it she, axed? She's the one that gets axed repeatedly. In for, the chest. In the chest. Yeah. Because the uh, younger sister, turns out, is actually our surviving lady. Our yeah, one telling the yes. story. She gets stabbed repeatedly and somehow survives. I think the, the instrument that was used to kill her was uh, like a thin ice pick sort of thing. Yes. So maybe there was just like mm-hmm. eh, enough. And um, throughout the throughout the story, uh, one of the other camp goers is uh, our cop friend from the first one as a young child, mm-hmm. and him and the main character Ziggy um, start up kind of a a romance, you yeah, know, a, a summer little. summer camp fling, uh, if you will, between you know. The rich boy and the poor girl, wrong yes. side of the track, sort of love, Romeo and Juliet. A real Titanic, uh, sort of just teen romance. <laughs> yeah. Thing. And it really, honest, he he was my favorite character, yeah. or at least one of my favorite characters in the in number two, because he was just, he was really fun mm-hmm. and real dorky, but like... Well, he wasn't a cop yet, so like, he was a better person. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also, um, I don't want to spoil stuff. I can't say because of the third movie. Well, let's but skip he, it. Let's skip it. Let's skip it. He, uh, he was really cool. And uh, he's the reason she survives because he runs back. And obviously he can't do CPR on her sister because uh, her a, heart's no longer there. It's but, just a hole. Um, but he, he tries CPR on her and luckily is able to keep her alive. Keep her alive a little bit uh, until the ambulance gets there. Exactly. And uh, that did it. She's alive. She's safe. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we we were done with our flashback. Our, you know, our new protagonist, they understand what's going on a little more. And they try to uh, figure some more stuff out. And after learning where the hand is buried, go out to uh, retrieve it and bury it themselves with uh, the rest of the body. Yep, and that's where it ends. This is the, yeah, that is the ending of number two. Yes. Because... Our, our leading, a new leading lady, she burying the entire body whole and bleeding on it again, uh, gets 
uh, another flash of uh, the witch's history. Yes, and she... Dina, the main character from number one. Yes. Dina gets the full story of the witch and her hanging. Uh, and that is number three, so we're not going to get into it. Yeah. Uh, which will be a little hard to, but we're, we're not going to. <laughs> we're going to do, do our best. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that is the entirety of the movie. And... I, I don't, there's nothing else, not, there's not much else I want to say other than I genuinely thought this was a, a one, a great representation of uh, those tropes and those movie cliches, but done really well. Yeah. I, I love the fact that they just hacked and slashed a bunch of kids. I mean, <laughs> the hack and slash movie was real, like, popular in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the 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 murderer, the the kid who played the murderer, who did that job, did a great job. Very few lines, but very imposing, very good physical acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the story in general. And number one, I was like, eh, all right, this is the story. The writing is okay. Yeah. And number two, I mean, it's still the same writing. It's whatever. But more and more little things start to like Make click sense. into place. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so things might be taking more twists and turns than I thought. And I really like that. There's uh, this cool visual uh, underneath the uh, the camp in which the witch seems to have done some strange rituals, which has caused these people to go crazy and become yeah. murderers. And like open up caverns yeah. and create tunnels. And in the center of this is this giant beating heart. Yes, this, like, this black goop. And it is gross and at one point monsters just kind of bubble and ooze and Mm -hmm. goo out of it and it's so good i did not expect it like i knew that in number one things started taking a supernatural twist i'm like cool fun and then in this one it became very like it doesn't have rules but it has a clear like aesthetic and style Mm -hmm. which i love when when any sort of magic and uh magic and occult uh things and movies have a very uh ingrained style even if it's it's, you know its own thing i love it it's very good Mm -hmm. yeah the uh, black goop was disgusting and i hated it so much um yeah i number two number two and number three are my, my my favorites i think that is because Unfortunately, number one is the setup movie. So, like, if you watch number one and you're thinking, okay, well, kind of boring or like not not super into it, then you you should really just watch number two and number three because it will, like like you said, Ollie, it'll really help things move forward. Because I think number one is a little slow. Like it sets things up and it has the 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 murder and the 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 witch and it has some plot and you know and some thrill in it but not nearly as much as number two and three um mm-hmm. because they really elevate the story mm-hmm. i think also number one has the least uh likable characters not because they were not because they were unlikable they, they were likable i liked all of the characters to be honest but it focused on the two girls and their relationship and their relationship is bad <laughs> it's not gonna go anywhere once yeah. they go off to college they're super gonna break up yeah i mean like okay you're in high school you are in love your first love we get it okay but like but it's so high school they have it is, a- it's so high school but i mean it's the movie is based the movie's based in like what the 90s right yeah so that's that's the thing, you know? It's teen drama where, you know, you want to fall in love with your t- high school sweetheart and be with them forever. Uh, that's uh, not how it always works out. Um, <laughs> no. And uh, I think you're right. I think that kind of, like, drug it down a little bit. Because at first it was kind of funny, kind of like, okay, whatever. But then it was like the whole time guys really <laughs> yeah, like there's murderers who cares yeah again you're not gonna stay together your whole lives like you're about to you're about to get murdered right now and you're like sitting in the grocery aisle like being emotional and having a heart to heart like you gotta get going like take those pills and die already come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah deal with all of it later yeah 
<laughs> but honestly, that can be said about most horror movies. I think the the thing that is a little different in number two versus number one in terms of the uh, the romance, because there is still a, a romantic aspect to I think all three movies there are love interests for everyone in all of them. Uh, but in number two and number three, the major differences, I think, are that... They feel different. Yeah, because I don't. Th- they don't feel like they are people trying to create a permanent... I want you to be my everything. Mm-hmm. They feel more like, like in number two, it feels like, hey, we're kids at camp. Let's have a fling. Yeah, and it's like, it's just blossoming. It's like, it's a crush. It's not like a hardcore, oh my God, I love you so much right now. Yeah, we a- are 13, <laughs> let's get married. Yeah, it's not, a, it doesn't have all this weird, like, ah, this is so important. This is the most important love of my life. I have to save her no matter, uh, who gives a shit? But in number two, it's just, oh, yeah, you're hot. You're cute. This is fun. We're in camp. Oh, there's a murderer. Fuck, you know, never mind. I want to save you because you're a good person and I like you. That's it. That's the whole motivation. You don't need anything more of that. And number three, which we're not going to super into, uh, it's, you know, forbidden love. I mean, mm-hmm. who the fuck doesn't like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah it's, yeah, it's just unfortunate that that's the... the the style they got stuck into the the teen dr- the teen high school specific well, drama. Well, I mean, it's it's just that th- the series or the the saga or whatever you want to call it is based off an R.L. Stein book. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. So you, I mean, we have to also keep in mind that you know it it is made for children basically. Um, yeah. So you know we're not thirteen anymore, but a thirteen year old who watched it or read it would probably be like, oh my god, you know, my heart, my heart can't go on, you know, like, they probably really dig it, you know, because maybe they have a crush that they feel that way about, you know, I mean, when you're in high school, your first love does feel like your most important thing, um, I, I don't know, I didn't, that didn't happen to me, but like, (laughs) I can understand, you know, there's a lot of things in high school, though, that felt like, to me, oh, my God, this is the most important thing. Like, this will last forever, you know? And it doesn't. You'll be fine. You have so much more out there. Like, it's just, you know, you're a kid. And so, when you're young, everything feels big. Yeah. Uh, did you have a particular favorite scene in this movie? Oh, man. Um, Because for me, it might have been uh, the final murder because the girl gets chopped in the chest. It was a very good scene. It was a very good scene because they're just surrounded by all of the Mm -hmm. uh, possessed killers. Um, Yeah, it's a very hopeless sort of climax of the movie. It is. But you know that, you know, there's more... There's more to it. Mm-hmm. There's something else going on. So, like, there's still something to happen. Yeah. And uh, it, it has a very interesting feel there. I, uh, I also, I, I just, I like the cute scenes, too. Like, the few cute scenes that are sprinkled in there. Like, when Ziggy is in her bunk, uh, in her cabin, and she, you know, the cop boy. I freaking forget his name. Good. Um, yes. Nick. Nick Good. Nick Good. I am surprised you remembered. I remember um, the last name. That was a <laughs> <laughs> um, When he comes in and he's like, well, well, what's going on? Because all over on the inside of her cabin, it says, you know, Ziggy is a witch, a whore, you know, a slut. She's all, all these things um, painted all over the entire cabin, which I can't imagine her bunkmates are super happy with that. Um, so, you know, she's getting bullied the whole time she's at this camp. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard being the quirky girl. And uh, <laughs> so she <laughs> she decides she will uh, carry them, basically. She will fill this bucket of red paint and put it all over this, you know, the princess, the popular girl of the camp. And uh, who, who, who her and her friends have done this to Ziggy. Um, he comes in and he's like, really? That's all you got? And she's like, well, okay, fine. Like, what do you think we should do? And it's just a really cute scene because it's like at first she's really like upset and she's angry. And she's like, why is this guy here? Like, he's uh, just a pain in my butt. Like, whatever, guy, go away. 
you're a goody two shoes rich boy from Sunnyvale. But he's like, actually, I have a better idea. If you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna hear me out, and I think that's really cute. It was, it was very cute. Uh, I I did enjoy also just the getting back at the at the girl because she is just a big old bunt. Yeah, they they end up putting her in the latrine in the the bathroom area uh shed is a weird little shed thing (laughs) and locking her in and buckets of like roaches and spiders they spill on her which is more terrifying than red paint yeah or just actual pig's blood like it's honestly i'd rather have pig's blood dumped on me than have roaches and giant spiders all over me um but they lock her in there and she you know screams and has a very bad time and then unfortunately uh, is still locked in there when the <laughs> murderer is out and about, and Ziggy is like, oh, shoot, I did this bad thing to this uh, person I hate, but I still don't want her to die. Um, tries to go save her and then gets a punch in the face. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... What's he gonna do? She doesn't know there's a serial killer loose. Yeah. Plus, uh, she's a bad person and probably wouldn't have let Ziggy out. Oh, yeah. No, she wouldn't have. She would have survived anyway because she's a sunny veiler. Yeah, kids. But, uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun uh, nonsense in this movie. They talked about a good scene. Uh, any bad scenes? Uh, yes, actually. Um, I absolutely positively hated it. Uh, no joke. When um, uh, the friend, shoot, Cindy... I think uh, when she, when her and the posh sister uh, are in... I thought Cindy was the sister. <sighs> Good God. <laughs> what was the friend's name? I just had it. Cindy? Sheila? Joan? I have to go up. Darn it. I had it all prepared. There we go. Cindy and Alice. I absolutely hated it when um, Alice and Cindy were in the caverns and Cindy, uh, sorry, Alice, the friend, um, gets like she touches the black goop and starts seeing the hallucinations and the images, I guess, of the ghosts who have died, the people who have been unfortunately possessed and forced to murder people um she freaks out and starts running around these tunnels and then falls and breaks her leg her, her ankle specifically yes, i hated that because though i'm a be pretty pretty big fan of horror movies i do not like like body horror stuff too much like okay i'll watch the fly i love that uh Jeff Goldblum, super sexy. I love it. Pre and post. Um, yes. <laughs> I'll have his larva. Um, <laughs> God, no. That's that's really bad. I don't want that ever. I really, I don't want that. I'm so sorry. I don't want that. Um, but but I, there's a point that I don't like. If it's something turning into a monster, it's okay. Like you know, the fly or the thing, something like that. I'm I'm cool with. However, if it's something like Alien that it bursts out of the chest or you see limbs breaking or just something on the body like, I can't do it, like Saw or Hostel, no. To me, those are not horror movies. Those are like, that's like gore porn. That's like for someone to watch because they want to see someone get hurt. I don't like that. That's not why I like horror movies. I like them because they're, you know... They give you that thrill, and they're scary, and, you know, it's just it's just fun to watch. But to me, it's not fun to watch people suffer. It's not fun for me to watch people get limbs broken and things cracked. Like, even in stupid action movies, when... Uh, why, who is it? That one, one weird guy? Um, <laughs> like, when Van Damme or Jackie Chan or Sylvester Stallone... Or, oh, he's so weird. My dad used to like him so much. Um, Seagal? Yes, Steven Seagal. God, that guy's weird. When... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's true. He's a fucking weirdo. When when those action stars would, like, break 
the 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 bad guy's arms, the the criminal henchman's arms or legs or something. And yeah, they would snap out by the elbows. And the yeah, knees. and you would hear it or even sometimes see it. I hate that so much. <laughs> I hate it with a passion, and I have myself sprained my ankles multiple times. I have weak ankles, so anything to do with the ankles freaks me out as well because I'm always scared, <laughs> scared for my own safety. Um, so. Uh, very long story short there. I'm sorry. Um, I don't like it when people break their limbs in movies. Also, I think you said that wrong. Uh, what you meant to say is short story long. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to make sure you understood. I really... Uh, do you understand? Right now. I'll, I'll recap if you've forgotten. I really... <laughs> I really hate. And I... To my core cannot it is my personal health when i see people bone snap yes yeah i don't like it it's unpleasant um my uh uh, the only thing that i really disliked uh something i dislike not just in horror movies but in so many movies and especially korean uh programs i suppose because in movies you know shows whatever uh at the beginning we see the the main girl get very viciously bullied like they pretend to string her up at a tree and actually like string her up a little bit and burn her a bit yeah with a lighter with a lighter <laughs> and they're just like they don't like just the, yeah. put her on a pyre <laughs> but like they literally burned her flesh with a lighter yeah and uh people show up and doesn't actually go super great but you know everyone's safe enough and like I understand that, to some extent, some horrific bullying does occur in the world. And I understand that sometimes it's important to portray those in certain ways. But some of it is just fucking wild. Like, no, that's a a ridiculous thing. I understand what you're saying, but both of us have never been that badly bullied. So, like, we we have to give it to some people that, like, some people are just evil like they do vicious things to bully like there are kids out there who would tie someone to a tree and burn them with a hot lighter i guess suppose so it just it seems so dramatic and wild it is but it i mean it has to happen like kids are injured every day because of it like bullying wouldn't be such a big thing if it weren't extreme sometimes you know i suppose yeah you know, I guess I guess that the so I still am not like the biggest fan of the scene just because to me it seems a little a little over dramatic. Like it seems a yeah. little weird. And it's the first scene. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel that way about all all the scenes in movies and TV shows where that sort of like extreme bullying is happening. But like you said, it might just be because I was never really bullied that much. Mm-hmm. Like I was bullied when I was a little kid in like elementary school, but then I did what my parents taught me and beat the shit out of kids who bullied me with a stick. And then I wasn't bullied anymore up until ever. Yeah. So, like... So, if anybody's listening, <laughs> and it, if you're getting bullied... Uh, Beat them with a stick. It no, works no, 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 no. every time. Ollie, no, we don't want to go to jail. Don't do that. Um, but stand up for yourself. Okay, sure. That's do that. It. Stand up for yourself. And if it's, you know, don't start the fight, but definitely finish that fight. And my father taught me, if you cannot handle someone physically, yourself... <laughs> grab a stick. The stick always helps. <laughs> grab a stick. I just didn't go to school very much, so didn't get a chance to be bullied. Uh, um, was vigorously ignored. I mean, if uh, people pretending I'm not there is a s- sort of bullying, then I guess yes. I mean, if you're but, your friends, probably. If they're not, then they just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's considered bullying. Uh, but yeah, the... Uh, definitely don't listen to what I say, but also it does work. <laughs> but that, that's all I got. Uh, genuinely, I, I I like this one. This was a very good. Oh one. yeah, this the whole the whole saga is really good, and it's like we first went into it thinking ah just maybe a silly little thing, but it's surprisingly good. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I got. That's all we got, right? That's all we got. 
All right, folks, that's going to be it for us. Uh, just a quick reminder, uh, do some prophesizing. No, that's not the right prophesizing, word. Prophesizing. Do, uh, do some divine work. Connect <laughs> with your gods. I mean, yeah, feel it. Do it. Get it done. But also... Uh, divine the unknown. Uh, but if you could, before you do that, evangelize for us. Tell your friends, make them listen, sit them down, force them with, you know, yeah. some rope and whatnot, and bully them into listening to our show if you can. Or uh, how about this? Um, maybe... If you know you have a friend, you're having a sleepover, or you, if you have a partner, turn it on as they're falling asleep, and then <laughs> they'll just listen to it as they fall asleep, and while they're sleeping, and then when they wake up, they're like, man, I really like that show. Um, and that's because you are subtly <laughs> influencing them. Burn our show into their subconscious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Condition them to love us. I know we haven't been super active on social media. That is uh, kind of my fault. Um, I haven't been feeling well. And also, I I got... I'm so bad. <laughs> social media is a trash garbage. I need to garbage. be fired from <laughs> social media. media. Uh, we're figuring it out. Yeah. News and exciting things. Hello. New and exciting things coming for Delta Cryptid. More people. More yeah. shows. What? What? Yes. <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. It's it's gonna be great. So uh, Very while you're exciting. while you're here on the ground floor, you half dozen to couple dozen people, depending mm-hmm. on the day, uh, evangelize for us. <laughs> and spread it around. When we become uh, giant, famous members of the <laughs> of the the cult of Delta Cryptid, um, <laughs> you'll get to say you knew us before it was cool. Yeah. You were part of the cult before it was uh, famous. Yeah, so I'm not, I, I'm going to, well, let's end it here, but I will say this. When I was younger, I did always kind of want to be in a cult. I and mean, it's, being a, a cult, it's, a, I, it's a community, you know? It's a community. <laughs> uh, that being said, I did want to lead a cult. Well, there you go. Anyway. You are the type. <laughs> well, I don't want to say that. Anyways, goodbye, everybody. Well, also join our cult. Join hey, the cult. Bye, love you. Uh, we'll get matching shirts. <laughs>